Good morning, everyone. I'm Paula Bach, author of Rescue the Teacher, Save the Child. As always, please hit that subscribe and share button at any time. I'm not looking for any contributions or subscriptions. I want to offer my thoughts, obviously, for free. I think we can all agree that America's educational system is broken. And we, and I want to emphasize the word we, have an obligation to try to fix it. This podcast follows the written version of my blog with additional extemporaneous thoughts and editorials. Read one and listen to the other for a complete understanding of today's message. The case of the captured child in America's classrooms, part one. American education, where has it been? Where is it now? And where is it going? There's a poster on my blog that says, teachers who are crazy enough to think they can change the world usually do. So, as one of those crazy teachers, here we go. In the February 19th, 2023 blog and podcast, I shared the term captured student. Not only are today's students captivated, supposedly, in their classes, but they are also captured. Teachers who exploit their secular progressive views in the classroom assume all students share their perspective, or should share their perspective. Students who are forced to absorb propaganda from one ideological sway do not have the means nor the courage to get up and leave the classroom in the midst of a lecture. They are truly a captured audience. A little history is in order before we can remedy the issue of the captured child. Where has American education been? Let's explore the inception of American education in the 1600s to the classrooms of the 21st century. A truly broad spectrum condensed for quick comprehension. As I was doing my research, I came across this concise history of American education. According to Wendy Patterson, writing for Buffalo State University, in the 1600s and 1700s, receiving any education depended on region, race, gender, and social class. Whereas Ms. Patterson does not Delve into that, let me, in my own words, describe if you were on the East Coast, white, male, upper social class, you got a pretty decent education back in the 1600s. I'll go on with what Miss Wendy Patterson said. Instructional styles and the nature of curriculum were locally determined. Teachers were expected to be models of strict moral behavior. I'm gonna jump a bit now to the late 19th and early 20th centuries. The industrialization of our country needed a reliable workforce. Therefore, the preparation of teachers became paramount. Thus, the first formalized national education curriculum was born out of instilling students with the norms of moral behavior. Soon the concept of born to teach was replaced with the science of teaching or pedagogy. Teachers' colleges began to appear in the 1930s and evolved by the 1950s into distinct academic departments. The reformed movements in education throughout the 20th century introduced ideas of child-centered learning, assessment of learner achievement, educating the whole person, and assuring education opportunities for all persons. This encouraged teacher preparation to a higher state of accountability. Now moving into the 1950s to the 1970s, of course, world events directly affected teacher education. Civil rights movement of the 1950s and the turbulent 60s left their influence on how children were taught. 
<laughs> then, and then came Sputnik. When the world began the race to the moon, science and math came to the forefront. Along with this, teaching became much more regulated. And now moving into the 1980s, American education turned from measuring one child against another to measuring each child on national standards, which was defined as the knowledge and skills necessary to achieve. I'm guessing that a lot of us that are listening to this podcast, including yours truly, were a product of measuring one child against another. And if you were in education in the 1980s uh, and, and experiencing the switch over to standardized testing, my guess is we have two complete stories to tell about our achievement. 1990s. Ms. Patterson continues that by 1998, almost every state had defined or implemented academic standards for math and reading. Principals and teachers were judged, students were promoted or retained, and legislation was passed so that high school students would graduate or be denied a diploma based on whether or not they had met the standards, usually as a usually measured by a criterion reference test. Ah, yes, the standardized test. Standards-based curriculum became a teacher-proof system of ensuring that all children, no matter what their socioeconomic privilege, would be taught the same material. Such packaged standardized-based curriculum movements once again turned the public eye to a need to conform, achieve, and compete. A little bit about Wendy Patterson. She is the Dean of School of Education. She's internationally recognized scholar in the area of early literacy and reading, developmental and educational technology, and single parenting. She received the SUNY Chancellor's Award for Excellence in Professional Service in 1996. So where is education now? Who am I to tell America's story of education? Well, let me tell you. I am my own walk in history, having spent 18 years as a student, that's kindergarten through two degrees in education, and 46 years as an educator. Here are some comparisons between yesteryear and today, a then and now approach to track our educational system's deterioration. Moral compass. A moral compass was required of early teachers versus no moral compass with many of today's teachers. These instructors are empowered by the state and federal governments to take on the parental rights of child rearing. They use their classrooms as a platform for gender fluidity and the sexualization of children before puberty. If you believe in a higher power who set forth laws for the mere survival of humankind, then you probably believe American education moved from a God-centered model to a godless one. Hmm, and how's that working out? So again, along in the same path of morals, high moral standards for students versus no moral standards as status quo in today's public school setting. According to the National Center of Education Statistics, again, I want to remind the listener that these are all linked. During the 2019-20 school year, 77% of public schools recorded that one or more incidents of crime had taken place. 77%. This amounted to 1.4 million incidents. And in my words, schools aren't safe anymore when students feel empowered to hurt other students, or in some cases, when students hurt teachers. 
No moral code has a direct correlation to chaos. My next point, inequality of education in the 16 and 1700s was based on region, race, gender, and social class versus the continuation of inequality of education today. If you live in a liberal city, region, oppressed, race, non-binary, gender, and on welfare, social class, more than likely you are attending a failing school. Example, Baltimore Public Schools, again linked to this article on my blog, have zero students proficient in math. How does that happen? Zero students proficient in math. And in Chicago, 21,000 students in Chicago Public Schools are being left behind as they attend failing schools. Next point, the 20th century pedagogy model for teachers colleges has existed for almost 100 years versus the 21st century lack of teacher preparation in learning strategies for today's screen addicted kids. According to the report conducted by the National Council on Teacher Quality, again, this is linked, most states haven't done enough to prepare new teachers for the higher standards their students are expected to achieve as stated in an article found on DailySignal.com. And this from U.S. News, America's approach to teacher prep is broken. And my final point, ah yes, the consequence word. Consequences for poor achievement 25 years ago, around 1998, were in place where principals and teachers were held accountable. Students were detained if they had not demonstrated achievement. High school seniors could not receive a diploma unless they met standardized goals set by the state legislatures. All of this versus the non-existent consequences in the teaching world I left five years ago. If a parent demanded a higher grade, the administration would raise the lower grade if the teacher would not. That actually happened to me. Disruptive students were tossed right back into the classroom with only a meaningless verbal reprimand. I was witness to that. A student literally threatened to kill a teacher and within an hour that same student was back in class. Many parents would not allow their children to be corrected or disciplined. Administrators either didn't know how to support their staff or quite frankly chose not to. And finally, cheating in the classroom was rampant with little to no interaction from the teacher or the administration. So where is America going? with its educational system, downward and in a hurry. According to John Gutman, research director of HistoryNet, and this is what he said, as recently as 20 years ago, the United States was ranked number one in high school and college education. In 2009, the United States was ranked 18th out of 36 industrialized nations. Over that time, complacency and inefficiency, reflective of lower priorities in education, and inconsistencies among the various school systems contributed to the decline. Concurrent with any even minor decline in American education, one has to consider the ambitious increases in education among the countries that have surpassed it. Another factor is the diversity of people entering the American educational melting pot. The top three leaders in general education, Finland, Japan, and South Korea, have relatively smaller and much more homogeneous populations, making it easier to maintain a consistent standard. If you would like to see your state's ed educational report card, please go to my blog, 
there is a link and if not i'll give it to you it's www.alec a l e c report card so alec report card all one word dot org slash state and again this link can be found on my blog as a former educator i was appalled by the rankings of teacher quality for each state the National Council on Teacher Quality analyzes state policies across a number of crucial factors, including teacher preparation, licensing, evaluation, compensation structure, professional development, and dismissal procedures. Are you ready to hear the following? Most states are in the D range, with two receiving Fs, and there were no As given for teacher quality. So let's come back to the captured child. Where do children who love God go to school in today's liberal-minded institutions of learning? These, under, these children do understand God's role when he formed them in the womb, as well as his unconditional love as they grow to understand his laws. When God's existence and his commandments are not only ignored, but denigrated, these God-loving children are held hostage in school systems incapable of empathy and moral direction. With failing schools, ill-prepared teachers, and a secular progressive agenda forged in many of our schools, the captured child does not have a voice. And here's the question. Is there a place in America's schools for these children and their parents? Well, let me be clear. I adamantly believe there is a place for children who love God in America's public schools. But first, we need to look at the other options. So stay tuned. I'm hoping to bring you another blog podcast in the next week. And my next podcast blog will be The Captured Student Escaping to Parochial, Private, and Home Schools, part two in a series. In the, my last poster on my blog says, what you are not changing, you are choosing. Read that again. As always, I encourage my listeners to purchase my book. It is available on Amazon and Barnes and Noble. It was the winner of the 2020 Top Shelf and the 2022 Mainstream Media Nonfiction Book Award. Uh, here's a quick little review from Amazon. Love the truth behind this book. Author is amazing. Well, it's no wonder I love that review. I would be happy to address your school, district, school board, or teacher's college. Rescue the teacher, save the child is equipped with thoughtful questions at the end of most chapters designed for these points of views, students, parents, teachers, and administrators, because I firmly believe it's those points of views that can make a difference and change the tra trajectory of where American education is headed. In fact, let's encourage a national conversation on education reform. You can reach me at rescuetheteacher at yahoo.com. That's rescuetheteacher, all one word, at yahoo.com. And I would just encourage you, share this to any teachers, parents, students, administrators. We need a change. Thank you.